Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, I'm Emma, and my mom is obsessed with staying young. She's tried everything from anti-aging creams to medical procedures. She even consults with shamans and with doctors sometimes. Anything to keep herself from looking her age. Her and my dad were rich and famous, so she could do whatever she wanted, and no expense was spared in her mission to look as young as me and my sister Olivia. I didn't really care much about her obsessions at first, because, well, I thought it was none of my business. She was an adult, and she made her own money. She could very well use it however she wanted to. I just hoped she would use some of it to take care of the family. Mom never bought us anything. She never paid for anything. Neither did Dad. All they ever spent their money on was Mom's quest to look younger than she did the day before. And us, their children, got nothing. We were basically servants. We would prepare her treatments for her, clean the house, cook the meals. We didn't even have maids despite them being billionaires because, according to them, why pay for maids when you have kids? We can just use that money to pay for the treatments. We may be rich, but we still need to be thrifty. Yeah, sure, I agree, we should be thrifty. But why were we missing school days to drive our mom to her doctor's appointments? And why did we never get enough money for food or allowance? All my sister and I ever had for lunch at school were leftovers of dinner I had to cobble together just so we wouldn't starve. Meanwhile, our parents lived in the lap of luxury. But despite all my efforts, and despite all the work I put in just so my sister and I wouldn't go hungry, they all still picked on me. They made fun of the things I did, of the hobbies I was into. Even my sister... Emma, why are you always playing that weird Dungeons and Dragons game with your nerdy friends? It's a waste of time. Don't you know you could use that time to be more productive? How about taking out the trash or doing some laundry? Your dad and I just bought some beautiful 2,000 thread count Egyptian silk sheets. Be a dear and leave your nerd friends and do that instead. And don't screw up the laundry this time. Those sheets are expensive. If they so much as have a thread out of place, I'll take the cost of it out of your allowance. Whenever my parents would pick on me, my sister would always pile up on it, too. I never understood why, when I was the one who took care of her. Emma's always screwing things up. You'd think she'd get used to it by now. You know, Mom, last week... I saw her hanging out with some boys at school. And I had to be punished, too, for coming home late that night. But it was her fault, because she was hanging out with boys. We were working on a project for our English literature class. Literature? 
Oh, sweetheart, you really made us wait for dinner that night for some stupid dead writer? There are more important things in life, you know. And didn't we tell you to stop with that whole writing business? There's absolutely no money in it. And besides, your father can just hire you as an assistant. Focus on your real job, making sure I have my milk bath by 8 p.m. I did as they told me. I was just tired. I was tired of fighting them every day and fighting for what I really dreamed of doing. The only time I could ever let loose and enjoy myself was when I was with Eric, my boyfriend. We started dating about a year ago. I guess I liked him because he loved to listen. He'd always let me drone on and on about my life, my family. He'd ask me questions about what it was like to be the daughter of famous people and what my days were like. But then, one day, I understood why he was always so interested. We were at a restaurant, having a rare, relaxed date. It had been weeks since we saw each other because I was so busy scheduling my mom's treatments in Switzerland. I barely had time for myself, let alone time to see Eric. I didn't even have time to fix myself up but I thought he understood. I was about to have a bite of the steak I ordered when Eric coughed to get my attention. Um, are you sure about that? Huh? Sure about what? What you're having. Steak, potatoes, and you also ordered dessert. I mean, the steak alone has enough butter for an entire loaf of bread. And by the way, you had three dinner rolls before the food arrived. I counted. And? I'm hungry. I've barely had anything to eat today. What with school and driving my sister and my mom for their day at the mall, I barely had a bite to eat. Are you sure about that? Because you look like you've had plenty to eat. I saw people were starting to listen in on us, and I saw their judging looks. They saw a hot, attractive boy, and they saw me. Despite the tears that were about to fall, I was defiant. How dare he judge me? Did you just call me fat? Well, yes, you're fat, and you haven't even done your hair. You know I was taking you out tonight, and here you show up like you live in a park and look like you've swallowed your sister whole. What, you couldn't even take the time to look nice for me? Put on at least a bit of makeup. Seriously, it's embarrassing. You disappear for weeks, and here you are all fat and disgusting. And now you want to eat a whole plate of steak and potatoes? I'm done. Call me when you've gone on a diet and pay for your own food from now on. If you're going to hover a whole table of fat like a pig. Eric stood up and left. And I was left to eat by myself, tears streaming down my face. He wanted to date someone slim and sexy like my sister. He was free to do so, I thought. I could care less. He knew my life. He knew what I had to go through. And still, he judged me just because I couldn't look pretty for him one day. Good riddance, I thought. But not quite. Because as I found out, Eric began dating my mom. He was just using me, after all. All he really was interested about was getting to know my mom so that when he approached her, it would seem like he knew everything about her.
it wasn't as if there was much to know. All he needed to say were tummy tuck and Botox, and she would have fallen madly in love with her. I confronted my mom about this, but all she could give me were excuses. Why, if I'm ever going to be young again, I need to hang around young people, and I need to date young people. People? Yes, people. Did you think Eric's the first of my boy toys? Why, I've dated every single one of your boyfriends. But I've got to say, Eric's really something else. It's like he's known me for ages. Of course he did. He got all of her stories and secrets from me. I couldn't believe my mom's insane obsession. That she would go so far as to date my exes just so she could feel young again. That was it. That was the last straw for me. I knew Dad would lose it if he knew. My sister tried to stop me. She told me if I told Dad that they'd break up. But I wanted my revenge. Mom ruined my life. She made me her maid, and I did everything for her. And what did I get in return? So I told my dad, and he left. I thought he'd at least take us, but he didn't. He just left. And now we were in a worse situation than before. Mom demanded more from us. She made us work part-time jobs, and neither of us could date because she would always take our boyfriends away. I mean, who would want to date a famous woman's daughter if you could date her instead? One night at a party, we were having dinner with Mom's friends and the several boyfriends she had. My mom kept making fun of my weight, and my sister kept poking fun at me, too. When some guys complimented me for cooking, Olivia said something that just pushed me over the edge. Oh, yeah, Gemma can really cook. And by the looks of her, she can really eat, too, huh? That's probably why she got fired from her job at the restaurant, because she kept eating the food that was supposed to be for the customers. Say, Mom, didn't we gift her a voucher for the gym, like, last Christmas? I wonder if she ate that, too. My mom laughed her ass off. And when she did, everyone at the table joined her. I slammed my fist on the table and yelled, Enough! That's, that's enough! Everyone was so shocked that I even spoke. Yes, I'm unemployed, and I'm alone, and I'm fat and depressed. But I'd rather be all that than be the self-obsessed grade-A a-holes that you are, Olivia. I took care of you, and you made sure to bully me my whole life so our mother couldn't make fun of you. And that's a real shame, because from now on, that's not my problem anymore. Have fun being the new maid. I left that night and never returned. I wrote a book. It was a book about my life and how living with famous parents affected me. It was all of our secrets, all the things that happened behind the camera. It was a tell-all, and when I published it, it shot through the charts like crazy. I was just as happy that I was able to do what I'd always dreamed of doing, to be a writer, but it achieved even more than I'd hoped for. In one fail swoop, I made enough money to be comfortable and gotten revenge on people that had been awful to me.
I made sure to put all their real names in. I especially wrote a scathing chapter about my sister. When I became famous, Eric came back to me. Please, Emma, I know I hurt you, but, but your mom, she broke up with me. She says I'm too old for her now, and she has five other guys. If you want to stay fat, you can stay fat. Do, do, you, do you think we could get back together? <laughs> sure. No problem, Eric. Call me when you've grown a heart. I slammed my door in his face and laughed all the way to my $100,000 kitchen. Hi, all. I'm Isabella, but my friends just call me Bella. I have a sister who is two years older than me, Agatha. And you know, she pisses me off. And you know why? Because she's better than me at everything. Literally everything. Agatha is a better student. Agatha is tall. Agatha is beautiful. Agatha helps out around the house and blah, blah, blah. I'm so sick of being compared to her all the time since I was little. Even at school, I kept hearing, Isabella, your sister used to do all her homework and with A's. Ask Agatha to help you with your projects. And your sister Agatha got first place in algebra. Why can't you? Oh my gosh, you just can't imagine how tired I am of hearing that already. My sister graduated high school with honors and got into America's top university on a scholarship. And I went away from home to the most ordinary institute somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Most importantly, away from my parents, my relatives, and my sister. I never wanted to go home again, to hear those comparisons to Agatha again. Hearing mom and dad admiring her studies, her work, her fiancé. Yes, 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 she's getting married soon. Probably found herself a guy as smart and tedious as herself. Why, probably? Well, it's simple. I haven't met him yet. Bella, honey, Agatha is coming home this weekend with her fiancé, and we'd love you to meet him. You're coming to meet your sister's fiancé, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. I have so much schoolwork to do. I might not be able to. Bella, you have to come, especially since it's the long Thanksgiving weekend. Really, I probably won't be able to. Bella, please, I'm begging you. Okay, I'll be there. But I warn you, probably not for long. Okay, see you then, sweetheart. We'll be waiting for you. Friday came. I knew I should have left by now, but I didn't want to. I packed, just a little bit, just enough to last me a couple of days. Then the bus broke down on the way. Ugh, I knew I shouldn't have come. Even the bus didn't want to take me. I called my mom and told her about the breakdown and told her not to worry if I was delayed. The bus took longer to repair than expected. I arrived in our town just past midnight. When I arrived at the bus station, my mother called me and told me that Agatha and her fiancé were on their way to pick me up. It was quite chilly. I was standing at the bus stop, shivering from the cold, when I noticed a car's headlights. A cool red car pulled up next to me. The car window rolled down, and I heard Agatha shouting happily. Bella, get in! I waddled over to her. I climbed into the back seat and saw an awesome-looking guy the kind of handsome guy you only see in a fashion magazine. My jaw even dropped. Bella, this is my fiancé, Liam. Liam, this is my sister, Isabella. 
Liam turned to me and flashed his white teeth. It's nice to meet you. Agatha's told me a lot about you. Wow, I wonder what. My breathing was interrupted. What was it? All the way I was silent and listened to their stupid couple jokes. They're clearly in love. And my heart was tap dancing. We arrived at my parents' house. Liam opened the door for Agatha, and then for me, and gave me his hand and squeezed it lightly for a moment. I even thought I was imagining things. I ran up the stairs and the door opened, and my mother came out to meet me and hugged me tightly. Oh, Bella, I haven't seen you in two years. You've become such a beautiful girl. Ma, for God's sake, stop it. You're embarrassing me. And you haven't changed a bit. Still the same prickly hedgehog. We went into the house. It had been so long since I'd been home. It was so nice. If only Agatha wasn't there. I had nothing against Liam. Actually, I was scared out of my mind. The next day, of course, there was a celebratory dinner planned. I sat in my room and tried to do my assignments in the Institute, but I couldn't concentrate. My thoughts kept returning to Liam, to his beautiful and seductive smile and the warmth of his hand. I flinched when there was a knock on the door of my room. Hi, Bella. Uh, can I call you Bella? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We're practically related. Thank you. He smiled like that again. Bella, your mom said we should go to the store and get wine for dinner. I don't know your town very well, and Agatha isn't feeling well. Would you like to keep me company? Y yes Um, what about Agatha? Probably just acclimatizing. I'll wait for you downstairs then. Uh, okay. I closed the door and leaned my back against my chair. Oh, heart, don't pound so hard. I started rushing around my room. What should I wear? Something pretty? Something sexy? Fool, stop, Bella. What are you thinking? He's your sister's fiancé. I threw on a sweater and went downstairs to the street. Liam was already waiting for me in his car. He looked amazing behind the wheel of that sports car. We drove to a big supermarket and went inside. We were looking for the right wine, the name of which my mother had told him. Suddenly, I heard a shout. Get out of my way! I turned my head and saw a huge cart full of groceries flying at me. I felt like I was frozen, and everything went cold inside. I was about to say goodbye to my life, or at least one of my limbs. Then I felt someone tugging at my arm. I squeezed my eyes shut and collapsed to the floor. Oh, I can feel my arms and legs, I think. My head doesn't hurt. There's something soft underneath me. I opened my eyes and saw that I was lying on top of Liam. Ow, that hurt. Oh God, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. It's okay, I'm just glad you weren't hurt. Our eyes met for a moment, and I felt an electric current run through me. I then quickly jumped my feet and helped Liam up. Thanks for saving me from... Uh, from a food cart. <laughs> You're welcome. I just couldn't let you remember our acquaintance with a broken leg or arm. After that incident at the mall, it was like the stiffness between us was gone. We chatted back and forth. I learned that Liam comes from a very wealthy family, loves sports cars, and is into soccer. Also, he volunteers and helps rescue animals. A prince from a fairy tale. So noble, handsome, and rich. Agatha is so lucky. My sister met us on the doorstep. She looked okay. 
I spent the rest of the day in my room, and before I went down to dinner, I put on my prettiest dress. Well, the prettiest I had on me, anyway. I should have brought more stuff. I didn't think I'd be in the mood to dress up. Ugh, I'm ridiculous. Downstairs, everyone was seated at the table. Dad, like a true father of daughters, was asking Liam about his plans for the future. Mom and Agatha were doing something in the kitchen, and I... I was just sitting there, admiring the guy across the table. My sister's fiancé. Even here she got the best of it. Such a great guy. After dinner, Agatha suggested the three of us take a walk in our park, where we'd spend time as kids. Already on the playground, she began to remember the time when we could still be with each other. Bella, do you remember when we used to play and swing on the swings here? Yeah, that was so much fun. Only for you, Agatha. Why not? We had a lot of friends. They were your friends. But you liked playing with me. Yes, I did, but only until Mrs. Dimple scolded me. Oh, yes! I remember how mean she was. Liam, imagine us little kids playing ball. So I handed to Bella, but she couldn't catch it. And then the ball went right into Mrs. Dimple's garden gnome. Oh, she got all red with anger. I was too young to explain anything, and Agatha said it was all my fault. But it was you who didn't catch the ball. <laughs> yes, 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 of course, it's always my fault. It couldn't have been any other way. Oh, come on, you're acting like a child. It's so long ago. You know, as an older sister, you could have stood up for me. I got in a lot of trouble with mom and dad, and they had to buy that stupid new gnome. You always blamed everything on me, and everybody thought you were an angel. I got angry and left. All those hurtful words I'd been told as a child flashed before my eyes. It was like I was the devil, and Agatha was a saint. Then I heard footsteps behind me. Liam was following me. Bella, wait. I'm sorry you and your sister fought. Why are you following me? Agatha's going to be upset about it. I said I'd try to get you back. She's sad that you're still upset with her. Look, you're Agatha's fiancé, so go to her and leave me alone. He stopped and I walked toward my house. I locked myself in my room and cried all night. And the next day, without a word to my sister or her fiancé, I went back to my dormitory. More than six months passed then. I was still worried about my last family reunion. I couldn't get Liam out of my mind. I knew I liked him a lot, but I also knew I had no right to interfere in my sister's relationship, even though we weren't really in a relationship. One day I was walking from the Institute and saw Liam's car. What the hell? Why is his car here? To my surprise, Agatha got out of the car. She was looking at me strangely as if she was up to something. Bella, hi. What are you doing here? You know, I just... Well, Liam and I broke up. What? How? My eyes widened in surprise. N but you're using his car. Yeah, he came with me. There's something I have to tell you. I'm so sorry. I realize I haven't been the best sister, and living in my shadow is awful. I never meant to hurt you or offend you in any way. It's just who I am. I understand, and I know it's just my complexes. You're good, but I'm not good enough. Don't be silly. You're wonderful, and you have to accept yourself. You don't have to be like me. My sister hugged me tightly and whispered, You're my sister, and I love you. 
tears came to my eyes. Thank you, Agatha. Then Liam got out of the car. He was the man I hadn't expected to see. My sister looked over her shoulder and smiled shyly. Liam has something to tell you, and walked away. Bella, hi. Well, hi. I'm sorry, Agatha said you guys broke up. Yeah, like six months ago, almost right after we got back from your parents. Anyway, I like you. I told Agatha I couldn't get over you. At that point, we weren't doing so well anymore. We were trying to work on it, but then I met you. I wanted to be with you. Agatha backed me up. I opened my mouth in surprise and looked at my sister. She saw my look and smiled and winked at me. I was in complete shock. I even had to pinch myself to make sure I wasn't dreaming. Liam laughed, pulled me to him, and kissed me. Next vacation, the whole family and Liam and I are going to the sea for a vacation together, and Liam and I have set a date for the wedding. What did you want to talk about, Mira? Hurry up! Mirabelle 888 is streaming in two hours, and I have homework to do. If only Josh knew that the Mirabelle 888 he adored was standing in front of him right now. I'm sure he wouldn't be looking at me so annoyed. But tonight, I'm going to tell him everything, if I have the courage, of course. Hi, my name is Mira, and I've been living a double life for a few months now. At school, I'm a gray mouse, nerd, and I'm sure half of the class doesn't know I exist. At home, I turn into a popular streamer, funny and witty, who has lots of fans. It all started on my birthday, which brought together our extended family. I turned 16, but I did not expect any great gifts. My family and our relatives were not rich at all, so we almost did not give each other gifts. But I didn't get upset. It was great just to see all my relatives around one table. But before I had time to blow out the candles on the birthday cake, a miracle happened. It turns out that my family managed to raise a small sum and bought me a computer. I could not even dream of such a gift. We were lucky with the price. Mom smiled. I hope that from now on, it will be much easier for you to study. You bet. Before I had to spend hours in the school library if I had to write an essay, I wrote everything by hand. Can you imagine how much time that took? Now I had my own computer, and of course, I wanted to use it for more than just studying. In my free time, I liked to watch Let's Play on my old phone. I liked so much how guys played computer games, had fun, made jokes, got scared. Watching these videos was a real outlet for me. I forgot that I lived in a poor family, that I had no friends and no boyfriend. And of course, I imagined myself among those streamers. What were my chances of fulfilling that dream? Well, let's say one in a trillion. First of all, I wasn't at all like those confident, charismatic girls and guys. Agree, it's not the game that makes the streamer, it's the streamer that makes the game. I was withdrawn, closed off, silent my whole life. I was ashamed of myself and my poverty. I grew up with the feeling that no one but my parents cared what I thought or said. And sometimes they didn't even care. They were so tired from their two jobs. And secondly, even if we pretended that the stars aligned and I became a popular playwright, how would I tell my parents about it? 
Both my dad and mom were always scolding me for watching those retarded clown stupid videos instead of reading a book. And now I come to them and proudly declare that I myself have become one of the retarded clowns. <sighs> I can't even imagine the scandal that awaited me. My dreams remain dreams for a few months until one of my favorite streamers, while celebrating a million subscribers on YouTube, made a speech that turned my mind upside down. With tears in her eyes, she talked about how all her life she couldn't find herself. She had no friends, her parents didn't understand her, and every day was joyless and aimless. Her only joy was computer games, during playing which she forgot about everything. She started streaming and finally found herself, her friends, and her purpose in life. She became incredibly rich and happy doing what she loved. I want that too. The thought went through my head like a broken record, and there was no way I could switch to anything else. I was doing everything mechanically, and in my mind, I was already streaming to a multi-million dollar audience. What about my parents? What would they say? I thought about this while standing at the supermarket checkout line. My mom had sent me out to get milk. The answer came by itself. My eyes fell on the carnival masks. It was Halloween, and there were about 30 of them hanging on the wall of the store. Any kind of. It was a sign. I forgot about the line and headed towards the masks like I was spellbound. I had some pocket money with me, just a couple of dollars, but I had enough for a beautiful rhinestone mask that covered half my face. When I got home, I sat in front of the computer for about half an hour, mask in hand, and still not daring to turn it on and install my favorite game. I had to watch the streamer's motivational video, which was the only way I could muster up the courage. I installed the game, set up my headphones and microphone, put on my mask, and sat in front of the monitor. What's next? And then something snapped in my mind. My complexes receded. It was as if, by putting on a carnival mask, I became a completely different person. More confident, more open-minded. I came up with the name Mirabelle888 and decided that Mira was one person, but Mirabelle888 was another. And that Mirabelle can do all the things that Mira is so shy about. Sounds like a split personality, doesn't it? I started the broadcast, the game, and just imagined that I was already being watched by an audience of millions. I was joking, I was angry, I was scared, just like my favorite play-by-players, and I didn't care about the number zero in the stats. So, I did one broadcast, another, a third, and suddenly, I started getting viewers. At first, they just came in and quickly left. Then, they started to stay for a while and write messages. As time went by, the number of my viewers began to grow. A hundred, five hundred, a thousand, five thousand. I couldn't believe it. A huge number of people understood my jokes, wrote words of support, thanked me for the good mood. But the strangest thing for me was a question from one person from the audience. How do I send you a donate? Donate? Someone wants to pay me money for playing the game I love and having a great time? That's weird. I'm not PewDiePie. Why would they pay? However, on the next stream, I turned on the ability to send donations. And then the unbelievable happened. I made as much money as my parents made together in a month. 
Finally, finally we can live a normal life without needing anything. Yep, all that was left was to tell my mom and dad about my job, but I still had no idea how to do it. I guess there are no words in the English language that can convince my serious working parents that making money from streaming is a normal job. It was my viewers who added fuel to the fire. When are you going to take your mask off? Show us your face. Who are you and what do you do when you're not streaming? All of these questions poured at me during every broadcast. I joked it off as best as I could, but I knew that one day I would have to reveal my identity. Or someone else would because the internet knows everything. I hoped I could keep it incognito for a while, and then everything would work itself out, right? Have you seen Mirabelle888's new stream? I overheard once I walked into class. I overheard once I walked into class. I almost lost my footing. Sure, I hadn't ruled out the possibility that someone I knew was watching my broadcasts, but I hadn't expected it to be Josh, the guy I'd been obsessed with for the past couple of years. Josh wasn't handsome or athletic, but there was something special about him that won my heart at first sight. Josh played in his high school band, and when he picked up a guitar, I lost my mind. I love her streams, she's so cool. Oh my god, Josh thinks I'm cool, am I dreaming? But the bitter truth quickly brought me down from heaven to earth. No. He thinks Mirabelle 888 is cool, and he doesn't even know Mira Louise exists. Come on, that's ridiculous. Mirabelle 888 is Mira Louise. That's me. And if he likes my image on the internet so much, then he would immediately love me if he knew it was me hiding under a mask in rhinestones. All I had to do was call Josh out and tell him everything. We would start dating, get married, live happily ever after, and die on the same day. That's a great plan. So, what did you want, Mira? Josh kept glancing at his watch. He clearly didn't like my company. He was preoccupied with the streamer that was supposed to start in two hours and all the things he had to do. I uh, wanted to tell you something. Well, that's it. Now I'm going to tell Josh the whole truth about me. And then he'll probably tell his friends that I'm Mirabelle888. And then his friends will tell their friends. And then the next morning, everyone will know who's hiding under the mask. Well... The boy looked at me with poorly concealed irritation. I mumbled something about homework and books for tomorrow. He didn't get anything out of me, so Josh hurried off to do his own thing. I staggered home, frustrated. Why was everything so unfair? Because of my parents, I couldn't use my enormous savings. I was getting more and more donations with each streaming session. They're also the reason I can't tell Josh. What's the point of being popular if you can't take advantage of it? During the broadcast, a female viewer shared her story. Her parents did not allow her to take up dancing professionally, believing that dancing was not a profession. When her favorite pastime began to take up too much time, they stopped paying for her lessons, and now the girl has lost her purpose in life. I advised her to pursue her dream no matter what. How easy it is to give advice to others when you yourself are hiding from responsibility under a mask. 
no, it can't go on like this. I had to talk to my parents and confront them with a the fact. My job could feed my whole family. Why should I be embarrassed about it? After the stream, I went down to the kitchen where my parents were setting the table, discussing the day at work. Coincidence or not, the first thing I heard was my father's indignant voice. When will they pay decent money not to clowns and slackers, but to real workers? Doctors, teachers, construction workers? Well, anyway, I never started the conversation with my parents, and my secret would have remained a secret if it were not for my inattention. One day after another many hours of streaming, I turned off the broadcast and with a sigh of relief, took off my face mask. Phew, it's not an easy job entertaining people. Then my gaze fell on the corner of the screen where the chat lines were running and running upward, where viewers were chatting with me and with each other. Messages were going up so fast that I didn't have time to read them. Suddenly, I caught the gist. She took off her mask. At last, we have seen the face of Mirabelle888. Oh no, I didn't turn off the broadcast. I felt myself literally passing out. My hands were shaking and I couldn't manage the keyboard or the mouse and the messages just kept coming and coming. I finally managed to get through the broadcasts. I turned off the computer and tried to catch my breath. That's it. It's over. My life was ruined. Tomorrow, my parents, Josh, and everyone in the world would find out that I was the streamer. I don't know how it happened, but it wasn't more than an hour before my cell phone started blowing up with calls and texts. My Instagram was blocked. There were more and more subscribers. Hundreds of messages poured into direct. How did they even know my name and find my personal page? I dreaded a fame, but I did not think that it would fall on me so suddenly. What was I supposed to do now? Tell my parents and Josh the truth? Or do I somehow get out of it and lie that I only look like the famous streamer? It was during one of my performances. As usual, I lip-synced as my parents requested. The dancing was so complicated that I accidentally dropped the mic. Time seemed to freeze. I anxiously picked up my mic as the audience became shocked when they discovered that I was lip-syncing. They started booing and cursing me horribly. Fake. Leave the stage. With no other choice, I quickly retreated backstage. Hi, I'm Mary Jane. I live in Canada, but people know me better by my stage name, MJ. Thanks to my pretty face, from a young age, I became an internet phenomenon. My parents used that opportunity to make me a star. However, due to not being professionally trained and only relying on marketing strategy, my vocal shortcomings were gradually becoming more and more obvious. After the last lip sync incident, my social page was constantly being attacked. To change that, I decided to enroll in a music academy in the US to be properly trained. However, my parents disagreed with that. They said I should spend that time to earn more money instead and promised to find a way to bury that incident. After a huge fight between us, my parents finally gave up and let me do what I wanted. However, to avoid trouble and the attention of the media, they suggested that I change my identity and appearance before going to the academy. So I wiped off my thick makeup, put on a wig, eyeglasses, and changed into a loose shirt. Now I'm not MJ anymore, but Mary Jane, an ordinary 16-year-old girl. On the first day of school, Angela, the school's most popular girl, helped us find our way. 
Contrary to her name, she was actually a demon. Angela looked us over, then smirked scornfully. Don't even think that once you get into this academy, you'll become a star. Losers like you will soon be eliminated from here. She said as she lifted my chin with her hand. I immediately shoved it away. Don't look down on us. You'll regret it. Unexpectedly, that moment marked the day we became rivals. She always found wicked ways to put me down. One day, after I had just finished showering and stepped out, I panicked to see Angela rummaging through my closet. What the hell are you doing? Take a guess. After saying that, that devil grabbed my clothes and ran away. I was going to chase after her, but suddenly realized that I was only wrapped in a towel. In my closet, Angela left me a stupid pine tree outfit with the message, for those who want to shine. It's obnoxious. Although I didn't want to wear it at all, I still needed to return to my room. Having no choices, I put on that stupid outfit. As expected, when I was walking through the academy corridor, no matter how fast I ran, I still couldn't escape the laughter and ridicule of people around me. Another time, Angela poured cooking oil in front of my door. When I stepped out, I slipped and fell painfully to the ground. Ha ha! Now you know the price for pissing me off. After saying that, she turned and left. When I was lying on the floor in pain, a girl suddenly appeared and helped me up. Are you okay? That's Angela. She's mean to everyone. She's July. Since then, July and I have become friends and we shared everything with each other. We were so close that I even told her about my true identity. At first, July was shocked, but she quickly got over it and still wanted to be friends with me. We helped each other both in study and in life. That day, we were informed about the annual music competition in our academy. It's the most important competition of the year that all the students want to win. Not only is it an opportunity to express ourselves, but for many students, it's also an opportunity to catch the attention of famous music companies. That year's competition was duet singing. Immediately, everyone excitedly looked for a pair. However, I was not interested in it at all because I didn't want my true identity to be revealed. But to my dismay, July was greatly interested in it. She hoped I would pair up with her because with my performance experience, July believed we were going to win. That day when we were practicing, Angela suddenly appeared. Ha, losers. Like you want to enter this contest too? Don't embarrass yourself anymore. Come on, Angela. Are you afraid that we'll defeat you? In your dream? Just wait, we'll win this contest. From that day on, we put all our mind into practice to surpass Angela. Until one time, after staying behind to practice, I returned to the dorm late at night. While walking in the hallway, a student wearing the school uniform while wearing a mask rushed forward and bumped into me. The impact caused both of us to fall to the ground. I realized that the mysterious person had injured their leg. Are you okay? Without waiting for me to finish, the mysterious person ran away in panic, dropping a pair of scissors. Just when I picked up the scissors, Angela appeared out of nowhere with her hair cut in a mess. You! You cut my hair? How dare you! Then she rushed to attack me. The loud noise caused everyone to wake up and come out to watch. While we were wrestling, my wig and eyeglasses dropped. Isn't that MJ? Someone shouted. Everyone else quickly recognized me and started filming. The fight only ended when the headmaster appeared and brought both of us back to his office. 
It was where I learned that Angela's hair was cut by someone while she was sleeping. When she found me with the scissors in my hands, she thought I was trying to get back at her. No matter how hard I tried to explain, because there were no security cameras there and due to my previous feud with Angela, I was deemed guilty. Not only was I suspended from the academy, my fight oh. video was also spread all over social media. My parents from Canada quickly flew to the US to bring me home. It was a humiliating moment that I had to accept. When I was reaching for the suitcase on the top of my wardrobe, unfortunately it fell and hit my arm. That impact made my arm bleed. Everything sucks. Life just wanted to tear me down. Dejectedly, I went to the infirmary. After my arm was bandaged, the nurse gave me a notebook. It's done. Please sign this. Here? Yes, everyone who gets treated here has to do this. Her words suddenly gave me an idea. The stranger who bumped into me was a student because they were wearing a uniform. Also because we both fell down and got injured, they would definitely have to go to the infirmary and have to sign that notebook. I quickly turned the pages and looked for the day of that incident and was shocked. You know what? Only July had come here that day with a leg injury. I brought that evidence to July to expose her. After a while, she finally confessed her misdeed. Your parents hired me to do this. What? My parents are behind this? Yeah, they want their golden child to be expelled and return to work soon, so they paid big money to hire me. Soon after, I brought the evidence I had to the principal to clear my name. He soon suspended July after what she did, and Angela, after knowing everything, was actually decent enough to apologize to me for her misunderstanding and the mean pranks she did. I also talked to my parents to expose their true faces and firmly decided to continue to stay in the US and keep pursuing my dream. At my insistence, they had to back down. Finally, everything is on the right track again. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.